Today's guest I have on the sales queen, Jillian Murphy, but we don't just talk sales. We talk about lessons learned from moving across the country solo, the non-negotiables in business and in life, and what does the phrase be her now mean really and why is it so important? So Jillian Murphy is a highly sought after sales and business mentor who has also mastered the art of sales and scaling not only her own business, but has helped hundreds of other online businesses owners as well with over 20 years of business experience and sales. And I'll even tell you, like, I am one of those people that she has helped. So I am so excited for you to listen to this conversation. It is well worth the listen. Let's dive on in. Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly, and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high-level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are gonna dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily. I feel like I am so long overdue for having this particular guest on the podcast, my dear friend, Jillian Murphy. I am so excited to have the sales queen on the podcast today to chat about anything and everything. We'll start talking about sales. Who knows where it will go because when we get together, it's just like nonstop. So Jillian, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, like this is like well overdue. I mean, I feel like I talk to you every day. I'm like, why have we just not like plugged in a microphone? We could have had like, the we really should at some point when we grab coffee, just, just set it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. Uh, but I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast. Love everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited to pour into your community today. Yay. Thank you so much. Okay. So I actually, I have brought no one on in any way. Actually, I really don't even like listen to anyone else. Like you are like the salesperson, my go-to person. Um, and I feel like sales is an area where a lot of people get really stuck in the shoulds and the expectations and like how everyone else is doing things online. What's the one thing you wish people understood more or people did? Yeah, I think this is a really great question because I feel like when it comes to sales, you actually can sell in what feels really good to you, right? Your own energy, because that's really the magnetism of sales, right? People are going to buy from you at the end of the day. Like, you guys are all listening to this podcast because like you love Megan, right? People listen to my podcast because they love me. So like when you can just show up and be like unapologetically who you are, I think that is what makes the magic of sales really happen because we're actually selling on the daily, right? Every single day, whether it's through our stories on the podcast, networking events, you know, tonight you're going to a live event. Like we're always actually selling. And I think when we just remove the fact of like selling is really just getting to know people and creating really, really great Mm -hmm. relationships. That's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that so much because that's been, it's honestly been the game changer for me and it took away the, the fear or the awkwardness, Mm -hmm. whether it was online or in person, when it starts getting to that, like, Oh, am I selling? Like stop worrying about that and just continue to connect and continue to be like, just yourself and how can I serve? And I think I cannot remember for the life of me, if it was a podcast that you were on that I heard, if it was your podcast, your content somewhere, I heard you bring up the point of you were doing people a disservice. If you are not letting them know how you can serve them. And that is selling. Yeah, absolutely. I was at a um, a live event with our good friend, um, Haley Westfall on Wednesday, and it was at her event called the table. And I was staying there and I was like talking to another entrepreneur and I was asking her about her business. I was like, what do you do? 
And she told me about her business that she had. And I was like, oh, like, how are things going? Just like very random conversation. She was like, you know, I'm really struggling, honestly. Like I have this incredible product, but like, I can't seem to bring it to market. And one of two things could have happened. I could have sat in my weirdness and been like, ah, I don't really want to say anything because this would be awkward and weird because I just met her. Or I could have did her a service and said, you know what? This is exactly what I do. And you have an incredible product that I could absolutely help you bring to market. So while right now is not the right place to talk about this, why don't we have a conversation offline? And like, I would love to see if I could help you because this is exactly what I do. Because what would have been a disservice would be for me to get in my head, walk back to my table, sit down, eat my taco salad, and then look at her six months from now and see her still struggling online to sell, mm -hmm. to watch her sell a product that's absolutely incredible. She just doesn't know how to do it. 100%. I love that so much. And I know there's so many people listening to this podcast that are kind of in that, that in between, like where they're just starting to pivot or bring this new thing to life. And that's going to be huge for them. Or even like my background is from clinical care. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have to be an entrepreneur or have a product to be selling, like even as a clinician back in the day, working for someone else's company, I still needed to like, quote unquote, sell my expertise and my services to the person, even in front of me, like, even if they were fed to me by walking into the clinic, like I still had to sell them on like, Hey, this is going to be the thing that helps you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so, so important, no matter really, no matter who is listening. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know as an entrepreneur myself, and a lot of the conversations that I've had recently seem to be centered around struggling with conversion. Mm -hmm. And that could be the awkwardness of selling, but like, what are some advice tips that you see for the person's like, yeah, I have this great thing. I have great relationships. People are really interested in my content, but they're not buying. Yeah. So usually, especially online, if people aren't buying, I, there's usually a couple of things. The first thing I would say is like, you're not really probably showing up as the expert and you've probably fallen into this like friend zone where it's like, oh, yeah. you're like really inspiring me, Kimberly or Jackie or Megan, right? Whoever it is. Like, you're just really like inspiring me. And I just like love consuming your content, but like, they're not seeing you as like the go-to person and like the only obvious choice to like solve their actual problems. So I think that's a really big problem of it. And I think the second thing is, is like, you're actually not asking people like if you can solve their problems, right? Like, I think we have to tell people that like, you can actually solve their problems. So I think it's a matter of one, not showing up as an expert. And then number two is like, not asking like if you can actually help them and part of this is actually with the type of content because a lot of people think that they're putting out really good content and you know people come to me all the time and they're like oh I'm posting every day and I'm putting out reels and I'm putting out content and I'm in my stories and I'm like it's amazing and you're like inspiring people or you have a lot of friends that are following you but like you're not actually like addressing the actual problem where people say like I actually need her right now so it's like making sure you're creating problem awareness content that then leads you that you're the solution to solve their problems. Yeah. And I, I will hype up your offerings and what you do by saying like, one of the things that I love about you is you are no BS, no fluff. Like when someone comes to you and they're like, Hey, like, here's what I have going on. Like, what's the missing point? You just, you almost like throw a hammer down, which I really appreciate yeah. <laughs> because it takes out of that, like, the beating around the bush, right? Like that societal conditioning, like, well, like, okay, let me be nice about it. You're like, no, you're not showing up. Here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, I'm going to go back to Haley's event on Wednesday, right? We were at this round table thing and there was a girl who was asking a question and she was like, oh, like, I'm really nervous to sell this. I'm really nervous to talk about it. And like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I literally raised my hand and I was like, this is why you're not selling. Like you're already in negative energy. You're already in scared mm -hmm. energy. You're already in frantic energy. And guess what? You're going to attract a bunch of people that are scared, needy, and frantic, like just like you. Like you got to believe in your offers or like you're not going to sell them. And like, yeah, because guess what? Everybody else in the room was like coddling her. They were like, oh, like just do this, do this. And I was like, no, I'm going to like give it to her straight. Like this is why she's not actually selling. And I think it's mm -hmm. again, going back to like a disservice. If you are not doing it, like don't beat around the bush. If you can help somebody with their mindset, losing the baby weight, helping them with the headache, whatever it is, like, don't beat around the bush. Like, just tell them how you can help them and then get to work with them. Yeah, 100%. I love that you brought up that energy because it like does attract like. So if you're putting out that negative nervous injury, 
in that in energy, mm-hmm. good grief, you yeah. are going to attract that back. Same as if you're coming forward. I remember when I first started this podcast, the biggest piece of advice I got, and I'm so glad someone said it is like, never call it your little side project. You're, Oh, this cute thing that I'm doing. Like, don't downplay it. Yeah. Right. Like you're doing this thing. Like, even if it's a side hustle, treat it like it's a big deal because it is a big deal. Yeah. I talked about this recently on one of my reels. I was like, I talked about the fact that I acted like I had a sold out roster before I had any clients whatsoever. I talked about like, I had like a top rated podcast before I even like plugged in the mic. So like the Mm -hmm. energy that you're in is so important because other people actually feel that, right? Like going back, even like to your podcast thing. I mean, I work with a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, like I have this podcast. Like I don't really pay much attention to it. Well, nobody else is going to fucking pay attention to it either. Like if you're not paying attention to it, like nobody else is paying attention to it either. Right. So it's like the energy that you show up in is the energy in which you're going to attract. 100%. Yeah. And Oh, I, I'm going to have to like edit this out because I totally just lost what I was about to say because there's something you said. You're like, I'm going to edit this out because you'll just drop an F-bomb. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you kidding? It's me. <laughs> the number of F-bombs I've dropped. In fact, I I actually had to take out, I have a fuck earring that I wear from Rad and Ray, but I'm, I'm going to go teach at a doctoral program starting tomorrow for a week. So I was like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> kind of have to take it out for that. Um, I know what it was. So- I love what you said about like, believe in yourself and show up as the person who already has the thing that you want, but that is different than, so you and I have talked recently about the fact, like show up authentically. Yeah. Like this isn't saying like, I don't want anyone who's listening to miss here and be like, okay, I'm going to say that I only have one slot left. That is very different than coming from an energy of, I have a filled out roster. Can you dive into that a little bit more? Yeah. So there's a difference between like showing up authentically and then showing up like in integrity. Right. So when I say like show up in like, I mean, like I call it like BDE, right? Like big dick energy. Yeah. Like, show up <laughs> like you already like have a sold out roster. Show up like you already have a, a sold out podcast. Right. Like what that means is like you're embodying like that future version. What it isn't saying is like, oh, yeah, do you want to come on my podcast? I have a million downloads and you have like three listeners. Right. What it means is like you're still showing up in the integrity, but you are embodying like the future version of what it is that you want to be, right? So when I started out, I showed up and I created content as if I was already that person. I was not treating it like a side hustle. I was acting as if I already had full clients. I was acting as if I was already busy. I wasn't sitting here like, oh, like I hope somebody buys from me or like I hope somebody buys my offer. I was already like, People get to work with me. And that's the energy that I want you to actually be in. Not like fake energy of like, oh yeah, like I only have one spot left and like nobody's buying your shit right now. Yeah. Energy and integrity. Cause I remember you saying when we were talking about that integrity thing the other day, like people will notice if you say, Hey, I only have one spot left. And then all of a sudden you're showing like, Hey, made three sales today. You're like, wait a minute. Like people notice those things. Yeah, absolutely. I was in a, I was in a mastermind one time and I'll never forget this. And this is like, like, was such a sore thumb to me. I was following this girl and she had a mastermind and she was like, oh, we only have like three spots left, three spots left, three spots left. And I knew that she attracted like really high level people. So I was like, you know what? I want to be in that room because I knew that like high level people would be in there. And I got in there and there was like four people in the room. And I remember how ugly it made her look to me because I was like, you so sold out of integrity because I would have so much rather of her said like, Hey, I've curated this room of like four epic entrepreneurs and you guys are going to get like such solid, like feel with me and you guys are going to go deep and like, you know what? I thought there was going to be 10, but like, it's going to be four and you guys are going to get like awesomeness from me versus like, oh yeah, we only have two spots left. And then I get in there and I'm like, you had so many extra spots left. And even like right now, I know you're in my six week sales sprint. We have five spots left in it. And I may or may not sell the five, but next week you'll hear me change the messaging. And it'll be like, you know what? We have five spots in here. And if those five spots don't sell, you're going to get the most like in-depth coaching from me because it's five people only. What I won't do is be like, oh, I only have one spot left because then the five people that are in there are going to be like, well, we know there's not four other people. In there. <laughs> like it just yeah. gross. 100%. And 
I love, I'm actually going to double down on what you, something that you just said too, because if there's anyone that's listening and you have a course or you have this offer and you're wanting to beat yourself up on only having one sign up or only having two signups, like who cares? Like think about just how much you can serve that one, two, like however many people I remember my last group course, like we're human, right? Like it's easy to fall into that trap. So I remember being like, Oh, I only got four people in. I wanted it to be like eight to 10 And it took me a while, but then I sat back and I was like, wait, I really get to pour into these four people that are sitting in front of me and they really get to have like the massive transformation versus I've been the like, admittedly, like the number on someone's screen when there's a hundred people in a zoom class, like I would actually rather have that smaller, really intentionally curated space. So if you're listening and you're worried about that, like show up and serve, like, right. You can flip, you can use testimonials, you can use everything from that, even if it's one person when it was supposed to be a group to really intentionally serve. And I promise you every single big name mentor that you are like looking up to has had something like that happen. Absolutely. And I mean, I always say too, like, imagine if the people in the room that bought heard you talking to like a friend or your mentor and you were like, Oh, I only have four in, or I only have three in Mm. only these people bought like, how gross would that feel, right? Like, let's say Megan bought into my mastermind and it was $5,000, right? And she was so excited because she saved $5,000 to be in it. And this was like a really big investment for her. But on the flip side, I'm over here saying like, I only have two people in. Like, imagine if your clients were to hear that, right? Instead of being like so Mm -hmm. insanely grateful for every single person that you get in. And, you know, I'll share a true story with you. Last year, I actually had my my highest level mastermind I ever ran and we got into it and I actually had two people drop out and it hurt my ego like bad, right? I was like, oh, this like sucks. Like two people dropped out. And I remember coming to the call and I was like, you guys, we had two people drop out. And what this means is you guys are going to get like 80% more of me right now. Like you guys are going to get an extra call. We're going to have more beds in the retreat house in Arizona. Like, and if anybody else wants to drop off, like you're more than welcome to. And even if one person shows up at the society mastermind in Arizona, like we are going to have the most epic trip ever. So like, I just wanted people to know that like, it's not about a number ever in my world. It's about like Mm -hmm. literally link arms with you and like go the distance with you. Yeah. All right. I want to circle around to so you have a bunch of sweatshirts and various things out now that say be her now so I would love to know because I love that phrase but like where did that come from what does it mean to you and how is how has like that helped you yeah so it's actually a really interesting story how it happened so my daughter lives in Myrtle Beach and she and I were walking on the beach one day and my daughter is a little bit of a partier she's 21 years old she's a vapor like all the things right And we were walking one day on the beach and I was like, when are you going to like get rid of like the vape? When are you going to start like getting rid of it? And she was like, you know what? When I get pregnant, I'll like quit doing it. And I was like, why are you waiting? Why don't you just do it now? Like act like you're the mom now, like do it now, McKenna, like be her now. And it like stopped me in my tracks having that conversation. And I was like, this is like what I want. I want you McKenna to start acting as if like you're already that mom. Like, I want to start acting as if I'm already that partner. And then like, it really like sunk in. And then I started saying it like in my community, I started saying it like on my podcast and just kind of became this thing. And then last, uh, not last year, like this spring, I actually came to Arizona for six weeks on a solo trip. And the whole time I was here, I was like, you know what? I want to be this like future version. And I want to like live somewhere that I'm obsessed with. I want to like be in a relationship that I'm obsessed with. I want to like find girlfriends that I'm obsessed with. And I'm like, I want to be this person now. And I remember calling home to my boyfriend, Jason, and I said, I want to live here one day. And he was like, one day when we retire, we'll live there. And I was like, no, I want to like be her now. And that day I actually went and got it tattooed like on my arm. Oh, I I love that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to literally like be her now. And I was in a mastermind that day. And I remember I sent the picture to the people in my mastermind. They were like, you've been saying this so much. You got to like put this on some gear. And I bet your community will be like obsessed with it. So I'm like a crazy action taker. And I was like, all right, let's create gear. And we ordered a hundred sweatshirts and we literally sold out so quick. And it's so awesome to see so many women like in like doing it and being part of it. I just saw a girl yesterday. She was in a hip hop class and I like scrolled in and I was like, 
she's wearing a be her now sweatshirt like it's so cool to see it kind of like taking over and like where it's growing yeah I really love it like I love the movement of it I always joke around like I'm losing my ass on the sweatshirts like I'm not making any money on them but I just love like the movement and like everything about it yeah I mean that just speaks to what you said earlier right it's like show up and serve yeah and like that's the message that you want to get out. And so there is a certain amount of like, when you truly believe in something so deeply being like, screw it. Like if you're getting the lesson behind this, awesome. Like I don't need to make a profit off of it, especially when you have other streams of income, like whatever, like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I order the sweatshirts. They come to my house. I literally mail them out myself in these envelopes. I drive them to the post office. It's like, there is no system behind it. And I will literally as <laughs> many as I as I can because like I just love the movement behind them. I mean, maybe I'm making like a dollar on the sweatshirt, but I just love yeah. that every day I see people like showing up on calls, on podcasts. And I'm just like, it just like makes me so happy because I know yeah. what it's gonna bring as they embody the future version to their business, their relationships, their life, their friendships, all the things. So I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. And I actually haven't even told you this, nor have I like really announced I think maybe three people know this so but whatever we're just gonna drop it on here that has inspired me to so I'm in the process of designing something that says human first obsessed because I keep saying like I kept going to like well do I have it say human on the daily like I want it like I want you to be like a human you are a human first and foremost like be you yeah. And so I'll, I'll share you the design offline, I but yeah, that. it's going to be human I mean, first uh, yeah. and there's Take a couple tweaks to it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited. It's just in the process of, I will not be the one shipping them out myself though, because I yeah. am terrible at that. I it's literally terrible. have a package sitting on my counter that I was supposed to ship out like a month ago. <laughs> I have, I have that's that not my jam. And Gilbert the other day for my daughter. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get this out. It's been like almost a week now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Speaking of be her now, I have a feeling I I know the answer, but I'm curious, what are you most proud of yourself for looking back on 2023? Um, I would say I'm probably the most proud of the fact that I picked up my life and moved from Detroit to Arizona, um, which I never thought I would do. And then once I got here, I never thought I would stay. Um, And I can remember talking to Jason, who was my boyfriend. And I said, we were like the night before I left. And I said, I've said this out to my community. I've said it on a podcast. So I have to go now. And I don't know how long I'll stay. And I don't even know if I'll make it like a month, but I have to go now because like out of integrity, I've said I'm going. And he was like, even if you stay a week, just stay a week just to say that you went. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll just, I'll go and I'll stay like a week. And I never thought that, I mean, now I'm like three months in and I honestly, like I call this home now, but I think that is the thing that I'm the most proud of. And I have a lot of things that kind of go along with that. I have some chronic health issues. I'm 45 years old. I've never been away from my parents before. Um, I've never been out of Michigan before. So there's like a lot of other things that were like a really big deal for me to move here. Um, mm-hmm. But I really love it here. And I love it. I get to see you all the time too. Yeah. And that's because obviously, yes, you knew some people here, but you still like that was a giant change and it was a solo move, Mm -hmm. even if you knew some people where you were going to. So talk us through like the growth and the journey and and the mindset that had to go into that and that has grown since then. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go back to the fact of like, I am 45 years old and I've never been away from home. Like that is a really big deal. And coming out here, um, and, and, and also I think I need to preface this with, I don't fly. So I knew once I got out here, I was going to almost like be in air quotes stuck because I, I can't just fly home. And quite frankly, I'm not just going to drive three days back to Michigan by myself. So it was like, once I got here, I was like, you got to figure it out because you're, you're out here now. Right. Um, so there was a lot of like mindset things around there. Even the fact that like, I didn't allow my parents to bring me out here. Because I knew if my parents brought me out here, I would not have been able to stay. So I had to get out here and I had to get comfortable. Um, I came out here with no furniture. I came out here literally with three suitcases. And I said to myself, like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make this work, whatever that looks like. And I think that that's kind of how I've always been. It's a big part of how I've been successful as an entrepreneur. I didn't have a plan B. I was like, hey, I'm going to go online. I'm going to figure yeah. it out and I'm going to be successful. And it's kind of how I the boats. It. Yeah. And it's kind of like how I did it here too. And you know, it hasn't been easy the whole time. There's been lots of ugly cries because I think the biggest challenge for me has been 
I'm really busy during the day, right? I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I have lots of girlfriends that want to meet for smoothies and meet for coffees. But when the day ends, that's when it's quiet. You know, at four o'clock, five o'clock, that's when it's quiet. And I always joke, I quit coaching on Thursdays. So from Thursday at four o'clock till Monday, it's quiet. Um, you know, there's some weekends I don't talk to anyone if I don't do anything. So there's a lot of time in your own head. There's a lot of time, you know, I'm away. I was away from my partner for three months. Um, you know, my, my daughter, my family, everything. So, you know, it's been a lot of growth, but I also feel like it's really like made me realize like what I kind of want in my future life. Yeah. And I think that's the the biggest thing I've been, I actually don't think I've talked about it yet on, on this podcast, but I, in interviews on other podcasts in the past, I've talked about like the number one thing that I think everyone should experience at some point is a solo trip of some kind, which you essentially did by moving somewhere by yourself where you, like you, it's that same idea of having to be with just you and your thoughts and sit and really think like, what do I want to do right now? Yeah. Right. Like something as simple as that, like how often do we really give ourselves the opportunity to really do that without any consideration for someone else? Yeah. I mean, it's so true. I mean, tonight, like you're my last call, right? So what is it? 3.30 in Arizona. And I don't have anything really to do until Monday. I mean, like I can find things to do, but like, that's a lot of downtime. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of time of like going out to eat by yourself, like grabbing a coffee by yourself going to the movie by yourself. I mean, I, which I love doing those things. Yeah. And I've had, and I've had to really kind of like sit with some of those things and and do some of those things. Right. And, you know, it has been uncomfortable, but I feel like I've, I've gotten more used to it. Right. It was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of go and do it. So yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm getting used to it and I'm finding, I'm finding community and I'm finding people here. So that's good. Yeah. I love that. And also major props for like, so as a trauma somatic informed mindset coach, what I see the vast majority of people do when they're put in that kind of situation is numb out. And Mm -hmm. when I say that, I don't necessarily mean like going on binge drinking excursions. I mean, sometimes, but like zoning out to Netflix for a full day or something rather than being getting uncomfortable. Right. Like I say that I love it. I don't, gosh, I've been doing that for so long, but like, if I really think back to my teen years, like I, I don't think I loved it initially. Right. Like you have to get uncomfortable in order to really grow and know yourself and so major props to on that and, and it's funny because I don't, I don't even think I've really turned my tv on since I've been here good for you yeah mm-hmm. I think that's awesome um okay so that made me think of a post that you've done I don't know how recent honestly but it's one that I saved Thanks. and it's one on your non-negotiables that help you in the sales and business, but most of them weren't directly sales and business related. So let's chat about like what those are and how they help. Yeah. So I think some, if I'm referring to the same post and hopefully it is some of the, I mean, you can just riff on that topic. Like some of the non-negotiables, like for me in my daily life is one is like sleep is a priority. Uh, sleep is like a non-negotiable in my life. And people joke around about the fact of like, I don't start really working until I want to start working until I wake up. Uh, so sleep is really, really, really important to me. Um, I am not like a 5 a.m. or get up, cold plunge, high, like do all those things. It's <laughs> really, really important. Uh, so that's like a non-negotiable in my world. Uh, moving my body is super, super important. I'm a former fitness competitor. Um, so I'm like movement is really important because again, like you never hear somebody say like, oh, I did a workout today. And like, I feel really bad after it's like, no, they feel really yeah. good and they feel really endorphins make you happy. Yeah. And like, you, I think you just feel better. Um, so I think like just movement is really important being plugged in to really good propaganda. So again, like I don't really listen to the TV, but like, I always have like a good podcast on or things that are just like fueling my body with goodness is really, really important. I'm really conscious about what I listen to. I'm really conscious about what I'm like hearing. Um, That's like a really really non-negotiable. I mean, even just for an example, like we had a huge Oxford school shooting in my hometown uh, two years ago today. And everybody's talking about it today in my hometown, right? Like everyone's sharing posts. My mom's been telling me and like, as tragic as it was, like, I don't need to relive it today. I don't need to have, you can take the lessons and yeah, like I don't need to relive it all day today. Like everyone's been posting about it, like all the things, but it's like, I don't want to fuel myself with like that sadness all day again today. I've already grieved it when I went through it two years ago. Right. Um, And, you know, we lost people that we knew and all those things. So it's like, 
I'm really careful about what I put in to my body, neg like negatively. Um, and then I also just being really plugged into people that make me feel good energetically. So, you know, I have a very small group of people that I feel like I plug into that are like kind of like my ride or dies. And again, it's like who really elevates me. And I pay attention to the energy that I feel when I'm around them, right? So if I feel like good and happy and expansive, then I plug more into them. But if it's like yucky energy and like constrictive and lit, then like I don't, I don't plug into that. So those are some of like the biggest non-negotiables for me. Yeah, I think all of those are so important. Have you by chance read Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep? I haven't, but maybe I should. Yeah, it's a great book. I, I'm fairly certain there's also like a TED talk because like you don't need to read the whole book. Yeah. But it, it is the, he goes over the idea and the science behind like sleep being the number one thing to help full body wellness, to help energy, to help like avoid pain, to help all of these things that we're not taking advantage of. And he also busts a lot of myths. Oh. I was for sure one of those people that's like, oh, I just function better off of five hours, maybe six yeah. hours of sleep. Absolutely not. Yeah. You just have conditioned yourself yeah. to function really well that way, but your nervous system is actually in like a fight or flight state <clears throat> versus he, he dives way into the science on you actually do need eight hours of sleep. Spain actually has it correct with the siestas, but you have to have a certain minimum number of hours before a nap is actually advantageous, which was like mind blowing. Like don't take the 10 minute nap if you only got five hours of sleep because you're actually making your sleep cycle worse for the next day. Like he goes into a lot of that stuff. And then the other thing that you brought up was like the, the, the negative energy or the negative media or whatever it is. I actually have a very strong boundary whenever I go home. So my mom will like put the news on yeah, and just have it on it. Like, she's like, well, I just have it on his background noise. Like I need to stay up to date with things. I'm like, but why? But why? I'm like, you either are going to turn that off or I'm going to go to a different room and do my own thing and not spend time with you for, for that hour. Cause I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah. That is how I am. Like, I mean, like, and, you know, maybe I'm naive, but like, I don't know a lot about what's going on in the world. And my mom's always like, oh, you're so naive. Like you're going to get kidnapped and trafficked or whatever, because like, you don't know what's going on. And I'm like, I don't need to know. Like, I don't need to know because it's, it's just going to fuel me with negative energy. Yeah. I feel like there's a difference between being aware mm -hmm. of current patterns or events yes. and inundating yourself yeah. in that energy it must be like that that um that like era of like our parents because I'm sure our parents are 100 that like they always got to have like CNN on or like the news or like just listening to it or whatever and like I think the worst is like they listen to it before they go to bed so mm -hmm. then they're going to bed and it's like that's all that's in your head before you go to bed is like gunshots and kidnapping and politics and all that and it's like no wonder you guys are crazy right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the last bit that you said, I think is really important. And I've definitely talked with many, many clients about this, right? Because you and I both know, like there are people in your life that are meant to be like the soul sister or whatever you want to call them, like long-term. And then there's the people who are meant to be in your life for a season. And then there's the people in your life that you're kind of holding onto that really aren't meant to be there. And I'm not saying it's easy. It is tough. But I think the key is exactly what you said is, do you feel expansive when you're in their presence and afterwards? Like, do you leave feeling lit up? Because if you don't, you might need to take a hard look at that relationship. Yeah. And it, I think I mean, that's really hard for people to hear, but it, it's true. Yeah. I think it's really true to like ask yourself, like when you hang up the phone with that person or you talk to them, like, how do you feel? Right. I mean, you know, I'm going through a really hard time right now in my personal life. And even last night, like I was in a really good mood. I went out with some girlfriends. I was like on top of the world and I called home. And after that conversation, I was just like in like a shitty mood. And I tapped into my best friend, Kimberly Valerie. And I was just like, oh, I called home. This is how I feel. And she's like, you need to pay attention to that energy because you were just like riding this high all day. You felt really good. You were around your peeps. And then you called home and you're like still like, going around with this relationship and like every time you call home you like your frequency goes from like here to like here and I think it's like really important that like we do pay attention to those things and again like it's not that one person's right or one person's wrong but it's like you have to pay attention to that because you could live in that bad energy for a really long time yeah and I know like you and I have talked about it but I would love the listeners that are listening to this you know because 
we started this by talking about the non-negotiables that relate to business and sales. So like you and I know that it's all interconnected. Like how does all of this stuff, like what's the quick and dirty version of like, why is this important for business? Yeah. The way we do one thing is literally how we do everything. Right. So even when I was living in Michigan, so I've been in, I was in Michigan for 45 years and the last like year and a half of my business, I was in the worst energy. I was in the worst energy with my health. Um, I was in a relationship that, I mean, I've been in a relationship for six years, but like the last year and a half had just been like, not the best. Um, I had sold my house. So I was like, I feel like I was living like a homeless person. I was like in between my mom's and Jason's and all these things. And it drastically affected my business, the way that I showed up on calls, the way that I showed up on podcasts, the way that I show up on my Instagram stories, like everything, because the way that you are, the energy that you're in shows. And I cannot tell Mm -hmm. you how many people since I have been out in Arizona have slid into my DMs and they're like, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. I don't know if it's your energy. I don't know if it's people that you've left behind. I don't know if it's I don't know what it is, but something's different. And mm-hmm. you can't fake energy. I always say like, well, my favorite line. No, you is, can try. Yeah. You can't fake it for the boomerang. Mm-hmm. Like people can feel it. Right. So I think that like you, the situations that you're in, the relationships you're in, the friendships, the constrictive energy, all of those things, it will start to show in your business a hundred percent. 100. Yeah. I cannot agree enough with this. And it's been I feel like that's a constant thing that I see coming up with my my clients where I'm doing these deep dive like mindset things is actually I'm going to even circle back to like me like I got a lot of those same messages when I moved from corporate healthcare into a cash clinic so that I could better manage my energy and better regulate my nervous system and then when that no longer felt aligned and I started to move into this mindset space like again the same thing where I was getting messages of like I don't know what you're doing. I mean, we see the changes that you're making, but like, I like the draw was just so much stronger. And I was just talking with a one-on-one client the other day about this because they were feeling like so stuck and they had this really successful business that was kind of on autopilot, but they were like, it's just like, it doesn't feel as flowy. It doesn't feel as ease. And when I looked at all of the forms that she had sent me and all the, the work that I had sent her and she'd given me the answers, I was like, well, no wonder. Like you, this other realm of your life is like absolute chaos. And so that's going to bleed into the rest of it. Like, and we can look at this just from an internal perspective, your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, like health, all of them are so intertwined. And that same thing goes for, like you said, how we do one thing in life is how we do everything in life. And if we don't take care of it, it will bleed into all the others. Yeah, that's really important. It is so true. I mean, I even talked about this recently in a coaching program, like we are such mirrors for things that we're doing in our personal life to like how it actually leads into like our business life. Right. And I did not do, I was not someone who like was into like the woo at all. And when I came into the online space, like I worked with a mentor who her and I did like a lot of mirror work. And one of the things that she started to work with me on was like, what are things that are happening in your business life? And I would like start to tell her. And then she'd be like, let's see where this is related to your like real life. And it was like mind blowing how things that were showing up in my business life were like directly related to my like personal life. And I'll just share a couple of them with you was when I first came into the online space, I attracted super needy clients, people that needed like massive validation from me all the time. They needed me to tell them they were doing a good job or like, their Instagram looked good, like all of these things. And I couldn't figure it out, like why, because I'm like really self-led, why I was attracting these like very needy clients. And she had said to me one time, she said, how are you as like a partner? How are you as like a girlfriend? And I was like, oh, like I'm needy as shit. And she was like, (laughs) that's interesting. So you're needy over here in your life, which is now making like your clients needy of you. And it was such like a light bulb Mm. moment. We went through so many different things that I was like, oh, this is why this is showing up here because over here I'm acting like this. And I cleaned up so many energy leaks in my personal life and in my business life. And it was ridiculous how the two married together. Oh, I love that Uh so much. And the other part, and I I feel like you and I have talked about this too, is like the, the ability of someone else to mirror that, like how insane is it to think of how long it would have taken you to realize that on your own 
So I love the phrase, uh, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So good. Yeah. Like I, I know like you and I, when we've done this before, like sit down and like brain dump and you're like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. And it's like, it's one of those moments of like, I feel like I should have known that, but no, like zero clue that that was going on. Yeah. And it is. I think that's why like, it's great to have like friendship, friendships that you can be really real with, right. Or really vulnerable with, or mentorships that are allowed to pull that out of you. Right. Like she was a mentor that was just like me. Like she was going to call me out on my shit. And there was a lot of people that I worked with probably even before her that like probably saw that, but who were like, Oh, I don't want to like touch that. Right. But she was like, no, <laughs> your personal life is a shit show. And this is why it's showing up in your business. life. Yeah. she cleaned it up so quick and like, it made a massive difference for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That willingness to like say the hard things and, and shine the light where it needs to be. Yeah. Speaking of, so when someone's like trying to look for a coach or a mentor, whether it's like mindset, like I do, or sales, like you do, or what, whatever it is in a sea of like shiny and lots of promises that you see out on Instagram or wherever it is that you're looking, how does someone know, like, what have you seen as the patterns of like what coach or mentor to go with? Yeah. So I actually have a post. It's like five questions to ask yourself before you hire your next next mentor. I don't know where it's at, but I love this because I think that there is, I call it like the sea of sameness right now that everyone's kind of looking the Mm. same. And for me, these are like my rules of thumb. Okay. You take it for what you want, but I will not hire anybody in the online space. That's not a true expert in their space. Right. So if I'm going to hire a mindset coach or I'm going to hire a doctor, functional medicine doctor, or I'm going to hire a sales coach, I want to know that they were successful offline. This is very important to me because I truly believe that anybody can come online and be successful. It is not hard to make money online. So all you have to be is a really good marketer. So I want to know that you've been successful offline in some sort of like your expertise. So that's like, that's just me personally. Number one, number two is I want to know that you have helped other people other than just yourself, because this also goes back to the marketing, but there's a lot of coaches who are like, I had a 5k month, a 5k day, a million dollar year, whatever. That's great. That means that you are a great marketer. That means that you have really great systems, but what have your clients done? I see like the results that your clients are getting. That is like huge for me, right? Because again, I don't give a shit if you can make a lot of money. I want to see what's the framework that you've actually helped other people do. And then I'm just going to give you number three is like, I genuinely like this person. So my rule of thumb is like when you and I work together one-on-one or in a program, if you and I were stuck in a kayak or a canoe, for eight hours, like, would we have like a fucking good time? And those, (laughs) those are the, I love that. I'm totally stealing that one. A hundred percent. Those are the only people I will work one-on-one with because when you work one-on-one with someone, like you are doing life with them. And I want to be so excited every single week when I see Nicole or Laura or Megan on my schedule that I'm like, hell yes. What I don't want is like, oh, they're on my schedule again. I want to be like, this is my girl. This is my boy, right? I'm so pumped because then you build like the most beautiful relationships with these people. The people that I've worked with one-on-one, like they are some of my closest friends now. And I built like the most beautiful relationships with because I would be stuck with them in a kayak or a canoe for eight hours. (laughs) I love that. I'm I'm legitimately stealing that because that is so up my alley for starters. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. And I actually think I saw that post somewhere. And I I definitely saved it because I think, like you said, it is the sea of sameness. I was actually talking with my friend who is going to run her first like in-person conference. Mm -hmm. And we were chatting and I'm like more excited now about her event after hearing she's like, I refuse to be the one that has disco balls and balloons as my setup and everyone wear blazers. Like I'm tired of it. Yeah, (laughs) Like nothing wrong with it. And everyone's doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I called it like that sea of shiny. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually just having this conversation with my mentor, Chris Harder, last week because I love roundtables and I like love the fact that people are doing like these one day roundtables. And then it's like, I feel like everybody now in 2024, that's like the thing. Like everyone's doing these like roundtable events. And it's like, how can you stand out amongst the noise? Because once there's like a trend, everyone jumps on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So even like in my own offers, it's like we're changing so much up in 2024 because everyone has a mastermind. 
everyone has a round table, everyone has a live event. So it's like, how can you with your mentor or your coach or whatever really kind of stand out amongst the noise? Because again, like once there's a trend, like everyone jumps on it. Yeah. And this is really circling like full circle back to what we first started talking about is like showing up authentically and rather than following the shoulds or the expectations or the trends, like know what feels authentic to you and how you want to show up and how you want to serve. Yeah, absolutely. People have been asking me in my community for three years to host a live event. People are like, oh my God, please host a live event. Like it would be so great. I have zero desire to ever be on the stage ever. Like I don't want to, I don't want a big event. I have said no to like a million speaking gigs. Like I don't want that. It doesn't feel authentic for me. Right. So it's like, that's a great example of like, I don't want to follow the trend of a big event or a stage or a hundred person event because like, it doesn't light me up like a firecracker. Yeah. And I think that's like the key for people to hold on to. Like if you're building up your own business or if you have an idea on your heart, like it needs to light you up because again, that circles back to the energy, right? If it doesn't light you up, people are going to feel that and they're not going to buy into it either. Yeah. Because what like, I think people- you would probably have like a really sucks, like quote unquote successful event because you have done such a good job at building up a hot audience that, but people would still feel that, right? Like they would feel that disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then going back even to like being real, like a firecracker, let's say I do have a hot audience, but like no one buys in. And then I get 10 people that show up and I'm not excited about the event. And I'm in like, oh, I didn't want to do this, right? Then it's not even fair to them because I wasn't even excited about it. So it's like, you've yep. got to do something that like you're so pumped about. Like that's how I was this year with the masterminds. I was like, I swear to God, if one person shows up, like this is going to be the best event ever because like, I'm so pumped about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's also really important. And I remember, because when I first started going into the mindset space, I, I kind of bridged it by running group courses for clinicians on how to break up with burnout. Yeah. And I remember this really, honestly, it was like one of my mic drop moments with someone because they were like, well, I feel like I need to stay at this clinic because the patients need me and not even just like, or like there's no one else to pick up the slack if I take off and do this other thing that really lights me up. And I looked at her and I was like, but how are your patients going to feel when you show up and you don't want to be there? Yeah, exactly. Huge. And she was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like that's and it is not full circle for that one. It wasn't her responsibility because she didn't own the clinic to figure out who was going to take care of the patient, right? That was like the owner's responsibility. So strip away the expectations and do what's best for you because that is always going to be the best thing for everyone. Everyone, yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Yeah. Okay, so thank you. This has been amazing, by the way. I mean, I could rip with you like all day long. I'm obsessed with you. So what I would love to know, this is the question that everyone gets towards the end, is what's the one thing that's helped you the most and the most instrumental in leaning into your most authentic self? Honestly, I think having people around me that can call me out on my shit when I'm not being my authentic self and I'm trying to be someone else. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big one. And it does, it takes some time to cultivate those kinds of relationships, but they are, oh, like, yeah. I know like you will call me out. Laura will call me out for yeah. sure. Like, I yeah. think I called her out yesterday. Like, it's- yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's important to have those people and also like doing the work that you then know that like you can take it. And then they're also still there with like love. Right. Because I think a lot of people say they want the tough love, but then you give it to them and then they're like, Ugh, right. Yep. But like, being able to actually like be a really good receivant of the tough love. 100%. My fiance actually just reposted something like it was just like a glimpse of something that I saw online. I want, it might've been like a Bruce Lee thing. That's what yeah. it looked like at least. And he was having a conversation. It was like, you have the same problem that everyone does. Like you want to learn how to win, but you're not willing to learn how to accept defeat. Ooh, so yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like that's that kind of that like same concept of like, there's a difference between wanting to succeed and being willing to take the hits or take the hard love or take those hard truths on and really actually do something with them versus playing the victim or, or whatever it is that yeah. your coping really response good. is. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. 
Okay. Here's the other question that I love asking. So joy is probably not a surprise to you. Joy is one of my core values, very Enneagram seven of me. And so what, and I think it's also really important to recognize that it's the little things in life often. So what's one little thing in life that brings you a lot of joy? Uh, Being with my dog. Yes. Actually, what's hilarious is I don't know if you noticed, like I was like cheesing really hard, like 10 minutes into this podcast episode is because your dog jumped up on your bed and curled up on the pillows and looked yeah. so cozy. Right <laughs> and now, really like a human. You can't see mine off screen, but mine, like I happened to leave a blanket on the couch. And so of course he fluffed it into like his little bed and got himself super cozy on it. Oh yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> she literally right now is between two blankets like all up and I'm, I get so annoyed because <laughs> I, have, I have a full white bed and I'm like Lou I have, uh, to, I have to wash it like and she's day. not a white dog for anyone listening she's to not this. a white dog she is a black dog with on a white comforter which is like <laughs> least the thing and I'm like Lou you're killing me smalls but um yeah. yeah I I love her more than life and the first two months that I was here she actually wasn't here my parents actually just drove her out so as soon as she got here it really felt like home oh I love that so much yeah dogs are the best Honestly, yeah. I don't think humans in general deserve dogs, but no. they are amazing creatures. Yeah. I know. I always say that my dog is three and she's like eight. People are like, how old your dog? I'm like, oh, she's three. And people are like, yeah, because she's just going to live forever. It's I'm fine. Like, like we're going to live in denial. Eight. It's okay. Yeah. They're like, you know, she's like eight. I'm like, she's three. They're like, she's fully gray. I'm like, she's three. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. She's going to live forever. Homeward bound still makes me cry. It's fine. Same, Same girl. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out on Instagram. It's literally like one of my love languages. So come over, find me at the Jillian Murphy. I also have a podcast called the sales and social podcast. So if you like listening to me today, come over and binge the podcast. It's all things, sales, messaging, marketing offers, and social media. And I would love to just get to know you. If you are in Megan's world, I'd love to have you in my world. Yay. Thank you so much. I will definitely have those all in the show notes. Please go check her out. She is amazing. I've worked with her multiple times. I know you love her. And thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you so much, my friend. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful. And you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at move on the daily and hum- at human dot on the daily. Thank you so much and see you next time.